back get up listeners today we finally have the long-awaited malavai leone's interview and this time peter even remembered hit record well we only hit record because it was my job this time and just to reiterate what we already say about malavai he's a he's a great dude and this was really impressive on his part to be able to do something not once but twice for us um and give us his time as well so we really appreciate him and we can't wait for you guys to listen to it so we are joined here with three-year Bradley Ford, uh, Malavai Leones. Uh, second time, this time we finally pressed the recording button. There you go, everybody. Thanks for coming again, Mel. We really appreciate it, especially after that first time we didn't press the record button, or I didn't. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> so uh, with the last time we met, it was, you know, is it the start of conference play. But now we're kind of looking for that that back half of conference play. So what can we look from you guys the rest of the season? And what what can we look forward to leading up to Arch Madness as well? Uh, just us uh, keep getting better, I feel like, over the year. Like every month we just like made like huge step into the right direction and kept getting better. And I feel like this last like month uh, we should like start playing our best basketball yet and like play our best basketball of the season. One thing that I've kind of noticed with you guys, and I think Wardle's kind of mentioned it as well, um, how close you guys are. It seems like you guys are a really tight group, like you guys are all friends with each other. How does that lead into like your success that you guys have had already this season? Because I know a lot of times with like teams, egos get in the way, but it seems like no matter who the leading scorer is, like this team's always happy for each other. So how have you guys kind of dealt with that? And then how does that lead to such success? Yeah, we just all love winning and we all love each other. And I feel like that way you can hold each other accountable and uh, keep each other to the highest standards. And I feel like it it helps helps us to be that close and like do stuff outside of basketball as well, like go out to eat together and stuff. I feel like uh, that really helped us in our favor and it's a big key to us like getting better over the year. Yeah, that's, that's great. You see that on the court with your play and like how you guys gel. So we actually traveled to Terre Haute the other weekend and saw you guys play uh, Indiana State. I know it was your guys' second matchup. You guys have seen them twice now. How would you guys feel going against them a third time in Arch Madness? Do you guys feel like you've you, you played them close both games? It was it was good basketball. So what would that like feel for you guys? No, we definitely wanna would want to play them again. I mean, you never want to like end the year on a loss to a team. So it would be great if we get another opportunity to. Uh, play against them this is kind of going in a different direction so daryl brown is rejoined the team uh how important has that been for you guys i know he was on some great braves teams in his career uh, how important is it to have that guy that knows what winning is like he's just a person who like been through it and like he knows the ins and outs of uh, what you like need to uh, have a successful year and have that uh, kind of success at the uh, arch madness at the end of the year and he just like uh, keeps telling us to like stay patient and helps us 
keep improving and uh, keep getting better. If it's like shooting in the morning or like giving advice while watching film. So he's been like a huge key in that. I saw he posted on Instagram like a couple weeks ago and it looked like it was just clips of him cooking you guys. Is that accurate that he's always just beating you guys or is he just taking the good footage? No, he's so really, <laughs> I got to give him that. He, 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 he can still hoop. He, I mean, he's only like 25 still, so he's not that old yet. He's still in his prime. Yeah, he was a lot of fun to watch when he was, because he was still there when I was managing and stuff, and he was, he did everything right all the time, and yeah. I, I thought it was cool that he, he came back with for you guys too, so. Basically going against a pro every day. And then obviously growing up in Europe, there's like some slightly different uh, style of basketball over there. So when you kind of came over to the U.S. for college, how much did, like, did you have to really kind of change how you played your game, or did kind of having that other style of basketball in Europe, did that really kind of help you stand out once you made it over to the United States? I feel like it helped me that I played with, like, older guys uh, back in uh, Europe already. But other than that, I feel like basketball stays basketball wherever you play, and I just, like, try to apply my, or my like, skill set the best as possible to uh, – where I played here in America in the junior college near Bradley. Did you have anyone kind of growing up that you kind of modeled your game after? Uh, I was a big uh, LeBron fan uh, growing up, but uh, I don't think I played like LeBron at all, but <laughs> just stuff I tried when I was younger, trying to dunk uh, as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, just uh, watching him play uh, and like uh, seeing the passion he has for the game, stuff like that. Even just his mindset is a great thing to model yourself after, like the that winner's mentality. Uh, mm -hmm. And then going back to your transition from uh, Europe to the United States, what was like the recruiting process for colleges? Uh, so uh, I got lucky that uh, one of my coaches back home uh, knew one of the coaches uh, here at a junior college. That's kind of how I got uh, to uh, the junior college level. And then I got lucky enough uh, that uh, I got like seen at the JUCO level and uh, got uh, recruited to come to Bradley. I know last time you mentioned that you thought Peoria would be like New York because you couldn't really, uh, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't really like visit because that was during COVID, right? So mm -hmm. what was kind of like your response, like getting to campus and being like, this is nothing like I expected? It's just weird because uh, like uh, when you're like back home, you just like see stuff on uh, TV. And even when I went to the junior college, uh, that was in uh, Park Hills, Missouri, and it was like in the middle of nowhere. And. I didn't understand that uh, there's like uh, remote places like that in America as well. So yeah, just I I liked it here because uh, Peoria is like not a small city, but it's also not like the biggest uh, metropolitan city. So I feel like it's like the perfect mixture, uh, especially if you like go to college and stuff. It's like pretty cool, I think at least. It's got everything you need. It's got a mm -hmm. campus. It's got a downtown. It's yeah, it, exactly. there's more respect than it gets. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. No, I mean, where I was first, you had like, uh, uh, you had to like go far for a part, uh, like go to a city. Like St. Louis was like an hour away if you want to go to like anything. So definitely got everything here, which is nice. Got the city feel. So what's it like having Wardle as a coach? And like, what does he kind of preach to you guys? And what's it like having, because I mean, he stayed here for three years. So what's it like um, being here with him? He's just a great leader. Like he will teach you uh, basketball, obviously, but uh, like he taught us like many life lessons as well. And you will like always get the honest truth with him. I feel like like it's not gonna beat around the bush. He will tell you like how it is, and uh, you, you can. I feel like people who truly care about you will tell you the honest truth uh, when it uh, 
like matters i feel like do you know one of your um like favorite life lessons that that wordles taught you he just uh, uh like uh taught us uh, that like not everything is always going to be like uh, highs and that you, you don't always have to be like uh uh yeah super high like uh, trying to stay like in the middle he always taught us uh, and uh, to be like a how would i explain that yeah just like always stay in the middle like uh, not everything's going to be rainbows and sunshines like always stay in the middle that's awesome i know i i, I just remember he'd all he always like you said he always just like life lessons he cares about you as like a mm-hmm. person which is yeah. which is awesome who who's been the toughest guy that you've had to guard like in the valley non-conference who's the toughest guy that you have had to guard so far because usually you're the one who's your defensive player of the year last year you're usually the guy who guards their best players so who's been the toughest guy so during practice i always have to guard uh duke and hickman and uh, I, I feel like they're pretty uh hard for me to guard uh, because uh, they're just so fast and like explosive and they can shoot it from everywhere so and just having to guard him every day uh, kind of starts to frustrate me uh, trying to like figure out how to stop him so i think those are the toughest matchups for me your own teammates that's awesome it's <laughs> <laughs> a great answer so another uh answer we really liked from you was your favorite spot or place on bradley obviously being here for those three years do you have like a special like a building class restaurant just a place you like to hang out at campus i like uh uh dang it's a a restaurant here at the main street and they got like uh uh, rice and chicken teriyaki bowls and uh, they got smoothies over there and at least go two times a week uh, to get some food there so i could highly recommend uh it's we we still owe you one of those one of those bowls and then a banana strawberry smoothie so let us know go. when we can get you that. <laughs> What's kind of your game plan going into? I know it's just the weekend, but tough schedule the rest of the way. So like Drake mm-hmm. being the dog from last year, and now you can kind of by beating them, you can kind of leap over into that second seed. Have you approached that at all? Have you guys talked about that yet? Uh, no, because we got Evansville on uh, Wednesday and. Uh... They're actually like really good at home. I know we beat them over here at our house already, but they're like a different animal when they they're like ten and two, I think, at home. So we like know like we cannot skip ahead and look at Saturday already, and we gotta take care of business first on Wednesday against a good Evansville team. That about wraps it up. Thank you, Malavai, for coming back on. Uh, we we really appreciate it. Thank you again. We really appreciate you. Yes, no problem. Glad we were able to actually record it this time. <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. So let's get into the Bradley at Illinois State game from uh, this past Saturday. You know, it was a great experience. 10 out of 10. We, I mean, we wish you could have joined us, but just a great time. Taking over Bloomington normal. Great time. So obviously the Braves kind of won pretty easily, but it was – they honestly didn't play all that well, but – I mean, you don't really have to play well against an ISU team that doesn't know how to win basketball games. So they were fine with the way that they played. Uh, defense was a little shaky in the second half, but they held them to, like, what, a little over 20 points in the first half. So good defensive half in the first. Wasn't, like, your crazy scoring like we usually have been seeing with this team, but they found a way to win. Good teams find a way to win. What was the atmosphere like in our Redbird Arena? Were there a lot of Bradley fans? We were kind of we were kind of in the nosebleeds, so we were we were surrounded by 
a lot of Bradley fans, a lot of Illinois State fans. I mean, one team's bet like one team's actually competing for a title and one team's kind of at the bottom of the barrel. So if you probably counted, I mean it would probably be pretty equal because, you know, Bradley's real close, but there was nobody that was gonna heckle over us and we were we were all over ISU fans. Yeah, we had uh we had one person try and heckle a little bit late in the game, but uh he got he got shot down pretty pretty quickly. But I mean when you're up pretty much 20 points most of the game, there's not really much they can really do. The The student section was trying to bring back some energy with their, like, crazy pool noodles or whatever. But Down I mean, 20. That's a take. I mean, when you're down 20 to bring out the pool noodles trying to stop uh, Bradley's offense, I don't think it's really going to work. But I, they need something to cheer up. Uh, what's, their, what's their mascot's name? Reggie. 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 Reggie looked depressed. Reggie loser. He looked depressed, and I mean, watching that ISU basketball game team, all those games, I can see why. But just felt bad for the little guy. It's hard to be a, a fan of this ISU team. Like you're, you get excited for this uh, rivalry game against Bradley, and the team right out the gates falls so flat. I wasn't able to watch uh, a lot of the game. I was coaching debate this past weekend, um, but I, I tried to keep along. I watched a little bit of a little bit of the second half of my free time, but follow along on Twitter and ISU fans were not happy uh, with just the way the team like didn't show up to their biggest home game of the year. I mean, this rivalry used to be called the war on 74. So this rivalry used to be a lot bigger deal than it is now. I just feel like as of like recent, it's either ISU's really bad or Bradley's really bad. And there's just no like good rivalry right now. Um, I almost feel like the better rivalry now is Bradley, Drake, and, you know, because they're some of the better teams in the Valley the past couple of years. So the War on 74 is not the same as it was, which is kind of sad because you kind of get excited for those those games and you can't really get excited because one team's just really bad. It, it is really sad just because the love that Central Illinois has for the sport of basketball. I mean, how how packed all of those high school games always are. Uh, Clutch Sports, great job covering all those many, many games across uh, across the region. But, yeah, Bloomington Normal is starved of a good basketball team right now. It is tragic for the the historic rival that, Reed, that we've had with them. I, I hate Illinois State, but I respect them as rivals. The Valley is better when Bradley and ISU are good. Well, and the thing with this game, too, like, Bradley really wasn't even playing that great in the first half, and they still scored 39 points and only held the ISU to 20. So it just never really felt like ISU was in the contest. And then especially, as we kind of mentioned a little bit before, when you're down 20 at home to one of your biggest rivals, it's really hard to get the atmosphere going and everything. So I think at that point, it was just cruise control the whole second half. And ISU, towards the end, they were playing pretty well. They were getting some shots to fall. Poindexter was making an uh, impact off the bench. But, I mean, Bradley was just too good of a team, and they never really had a chance. Down goes the dead birds. Uh, down goes down the... Go to dead birds. All right, so this next part uh, is just going to be a personal rant from me about the Evansville game because Peter and Luke were too depressed after the the ending to say their thoughts so it's just gonna be taken by me i hope you guys enjoy uh, most of ever talked on the podcast so enjoy this rant all right so bradley just took on evansville at evansville 
a heartbreaking loss. You know, Duke Dean had a chance to tie the game, sent to overtime. And unfortunately, it was just a little too late. But just just a horrible game from the Braves pretty much the whole time. Really slow start from the Braves. Only had two points in the first four minutes. And just a really sloppy game for them as well. 17 total turnovers. There was a, t- a time down the court where it just seemed like every single possession was ending like either a travel or a turnover or a missed shot. Just really sloppy. Uh, they played better second half, but obviously not enough to kind of overcome Evansville. And, you know, as Mal mentioned in the interview, he said he said that Evansville is a tough place to go to. So he wasn't overlooking it. And clearly it showed today because Evansville, I mean, you can say how you want on the day they were the better team. And hopefully the Braves can kind of bounce back against Drake because that's going to be this kind of a morale deafener after having that big win over ISU, obviously the rivalry to then go into Evansville and lose a game against the team you should beat. It kind of kills the morale a little bit before a big game against Drake at home. You know, just going into this game, you thought Bradley would kind of have more of a comfortable game, obviously beating them by 36 at home. But Evansville, as Mal did mention in the interview, it's a tough place to play. And they really showed that today. I wouldn't say the crowd was much of a factor because no one was there. But uh, the refs, they were a little suspect. There were a couple calls down the line, kind of were a little bit iffy. I still think Duke's uh, first uh, is three that they called a two. Uh, If you had a couple better camera angles, I think you can overturn that. It did look like his foot was behind the line. Obviously, the heartbreaker at the end when Duke was just a little bit delayed on a shot. If good old Darius could have kicked it out a little bit quicker, you never know. But it is what it is. We move on. Duke did have a good game, uh, 15 points, 3 of 9 from behind the arc. They didn't shoot horribly from behind the arc either, 12 for 30. But that's not kind of custom to the numbers that Bradley usually has been putting up. Usually they're at like that 15, 16 mark. Atlason finally bounced back. One of his better games in the last couple. He's kind of been slacking a little bit in the scoring, so it's good to see him pick that up. Almost the whole starting five in uh, double digits. It's just a tough loss, but we move on to Drake. Hopefully bounce back and uh, get Carver bumping for the red out and kind of propel the team to victory. So we're bringing you guys something new. Um, we decided since, you know, there's such great players in the Missouri Valley that it would be fun to do a little fantasy draft um, with just Missouri Valley players. And we each get six players, five starters, one bench player. And we are going to spin for who gets to go first. Snake draft in the first pick. No. Jake, Jake gets first pick. You don't want first pick, Jake? I mean, I'll take it. Second pick. Probably the worst pick. Oh, that's me. I get it. <laughs> that leaves Pookie with the third pick. And we're going to be snaking, so you'll get the fourth pick as well. Jake, lead us off. Who do you want first? Uh, I'll take uh, Mr. Uh, James Harden himself, Xavier Johnson. No, you did not. Did you really? Yeah. That was going to be All my right. pick. That was going to be my number. Was that going to be your number one pick? Wow, too? that's wild. <laughs> that was going to be like my... the most All points right. in the game, in the league. <laughs> I hate to do this, but I got to go with the best player in the league then. And that's daddy's boy. I'm taking Mr. Tucker DeVries. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Good value at the number two spot. Yep. Reigning, reigning Larry Bird winner of the year. I think that's a steal. We get to see him this weekend too. He's one guy to guard. He's one guy to guard. That's it. 
All right, Luke, you got two picks. All right. My first pick, I'm taking Robbie Avila. Getting my center position locked up. Got a, a passing center, guy that can stretch the floor. Then with my fourth pick, I'm going to take Connor Hickman. I'm going to take Connor Hickman. I get my shooting guard. All right, is this my pick? Yeah. All right, I got to go with him. The high schooler, the Iowa kid. My pick for Larry Bird Player of the Year at the beginning of the year, Mr. Bowen Bourne. Scoring's been down a little bit this year. I don't care. He's a bucket. You watch out. He's a bucket. All right. Oh, oh, so I get two in a row here. All right. You know, second pick, I'll go I'll go friend of the pod, uh, Jason Kent. Oh, I was hoping he'd fall. Good pick. No. My third pick, going go to another friend of the pod, mm. go Mal. Mm. Been scoring a lot more lately. And get that three and D. Mm. Either them. Oh, my turn. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm. There's like three names I'm deciding between right now. <sighs> Give me Cade Tyson. Cade Tyson would be playing at the four. Again, great shooter. K and M out of out of Belmont. We got a lot of height. We got a lot a lot of shooting. For my third pick, I said I had to pick either of them. I'm going to take both of them. I'm taking Duke Dean. Wow. I got I got the Bradley backcourt lined up, playing well this year together. They're going to play well on my imaginary team. I'm I'm excited about this uh, the potential here so far. And then my fourth pick, I'm going to take Darnell Brody. I'm going to put him at the four. Ugh, gross. Between Avila and Brody, you got uh, good rebounding. Um, Brody doesn't stretch the floor as much as Avila, but that's okay. You got you got Brody and Avila. Yeah, I'm out endurance in your team there, man. I'll tell you that right now. You guys won't be able to keep up. Yeah, that that is a concern that I I now realized as soon as you said that. <laughs> we'll hit the treadmills. That was my favorite part of uh the Avila's uh his hype tape they posted on Sports Center on TikTok. Someone said. Did I just see a slow break because when Avila was just running down the court? Oh, I'm surprised you fell because I think he's a better a better big than uh, Darnell Brody. I'm taking Mr. Overhyped, um, but he's big. He's athletic. He could stretch the floor. He could shoot the three. He can body somebody down below. Dana Ford's man, Donovan Clay. That's a good pick. I didn't even – I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even realize he uh, he was still on the board. My my fourth. I'm I'm going Malik Dia. I was thinking. I was I was kind of thinking he was gonna fall. So who do I have right now? I got Jason. I got Mal. I got Malik and Xavier. I like another guard. Give me a uh, give me Conwell. Oh my god! You guys are sleeping. You guys are sleeping. This is an easy pick for me. My last starting spot, some of you might not know who he is, Mr. Isaiah Stanford, guard from Valpo, averaging 17 points a game. That's my that's my last starter. He's on a bad team. That's all it is. Yeah, probably hit the transfer portal soon. All right. For my, I'm picking my fifth and my last pick here, so I need a small forward. I need a bench player. All right, for my fifth pick, 
sleeper a little bit. Also got on a bad team, but I need a small forward. I want some more shooting. I'm going to take Isaiah Rivera from UIC Flames. 6'5", guard forward, need a guy. And then for my sixth man, taking uh, – I have two two little guys on the team. I'm going to take Isaiah Swope. Surprised he fell. Sparks I didn't. Off the bench. He fell. Yeah, I think that's good value there, last pick. So, with my last pick, this is my bench guy. He'd probably get some good minutes off the bench. I'm deciding to be three, between three guys. It's either going to be Darius Hanna because I need a big, or it's going to be Julian Larry or Titan Anderson because Titan Anderson's like a lengthy dude, but also a really good defender, and so is Julian Larry, and I need some defense with all that three. But Darius adds some oh, – Darius add, dude. I gotta take I gotta take Darius. I gotta take Darius off the bench. You gotta take him. I'm taking Darius. I really want Darius. Jake, who's your last pick? See, I wanna go Julian Larry, but like I have way too many Indiana State players then at that point. We're gonna go with uh Christian Davis off the bench. Good. Oh, that's a good pick. You don't want to give Indiana State too much love. Yeah. Gotta support the boys. Awesome Titan. I don't like Titan, but Titan's a solid player. Got defense. He likes to talk. That's why I t- I was thinking about taking him. He likes to talk. All right, <laughs> that that concludes the draft. How do you guys feel about your teams? I don't hate it. Um, so kind of take you through mine. Um, at the one running the offense, I got Bowen Bourne. At my two, I've got I got Isaiah Stanford. Um, at my three, I got Mr. Tucker DeVries. Uh, Cade Tyson and then Donovan Clay down low. I really like my team. High offense, high energy. Um, we're gonna be shooting with the best of them. Some of the best shooters, some of the best scores in the league. Um, with Stanford, Tyson, Tucker, and Bowen, and then and then Clay down low. He's like three hundred pounds, six eight. He's a bruiser. He could stretch it. He could shoot it from the three. I'm feeling really good about that. Whenever any of those guys really need a break. I can go small ball, and I'll bring Darius Hannah in, and he'll get you a shot, a block shot, and sixty-five percent from the field. I'm feeling good. I'm playing. I'm beating everybody. Jake, run us through your team. Yeah, so you know, got Xavier Johnson. We run my point. Uh then we got at the two. I'm gonna go with uh, Conwell there, and then Jason's gonna be running the three. Then we got Mal at the four, and. Malik at the five. They're kind of interchangeable. And then off the bench, you know, Christian Davis is going to be able to give us those good minutes, good three-point shooter as well, good defense. So just a guy I'd like to have off my bench. I might beat your team by 30 points. I don't know about that. I do. Then my team, uh, the one and two, I got the Bradley backcourt, Duke Dean, Connor Hickman. I love watching those two guys play. I love them seeing run the, seeing them run the offense. They, they just both make a – Great decisions handling the ball. Uh, three, I got Isaiah Rivera, kind of a sleeper pick, but I needed a forward. I needed a guy that could uh, space a little bit. Um, and he's been playing good for a pretty bad UIC team. He's been one of their only bright spots, averaging about 15 points a game, shooting the ball at a 46%. So at four or five, you can interchange him. I got Robbie Avila and uh, Darnell Brody. Avila there to – extra passer my team is going to be a good passing team that's all i can say between hickman duke and avila well they're going to look like the globetrotters out there coming off the bench i uh, got isaiah swope fell to me 
last round bucket. I got two small point guards, but I mean, plug and play in the offense that we'll run. I think we're gonna have to. I think we're gonna have to put out a poll. I think my team beats both of your teams by a combined of like fifty points. I don't. I don't see my team losing. I don't see them losing. You got too many stars. Too many. Too many shooters. It's gonna be a defensive problem for, and an athletic plot problem for Luke's team. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll let the voters decide. Please uh, <laughs> vote on the poll. There's not gonna be any visual aids. This is an all audio podcast, so you're gonna have to do it by memory. But you'll figure it out. All right, Braves fans, get up, listener fans. Um, let's hope to bounce back this Saturday against uh, Drake. Uh, thank you for listening again. Love you guys. Can't wait to do more episodes. Yeah, and uh, forgot to bring this up in the interview, but congratulations, Malavi, and a thousand points. Here's hoping to another thousand coming soon. Uh, thank you again, Malavi, for coming on, and thank you all for listening. We're back.